Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. Hope you're having a great day today. Um, I have to start by thanking my listeners in Ireland. Wow, you guys are awesome. You know, we, we have other countries around the world listening, but I just want to tell you how much I appreciate it and keep spreading the news for disability rights. That shout out to Yoshiko Dart is because she is the wife of the late Justin Dart, who was the general of the ADA. Thank you, Yoshiko, for all you do. And to our sponsors, our lead sponsor, Highmark, and our other two sponsors, AudioEye and Covestro. Couldn't do it without you. Which leads me to the fact that we are going to have with us today the president and CEO of Highmark. And before we start, I want to tell you, he is the real deal. I know him. I know him well. This company has stood behind me for 22 years when it comes to the employment of people with disabilities. Uh, Sometimes CEOs, you know, they think they are above everyone. This is not him. This is not him. He cares about everyone. Uh, It is the best company I have worked with. And also, we will have with us today, Joseph Pabin, who is a Bender ambassador and someone I am just so very proud of. But as you know, the last two shows, sadly, I have had to express my thoughts and prayers to those impacted by the hurricanes Harvey and Irma. And my thoughts and prayers are still with you as you go to this recovery. But I guess what I just said about the CEO of Highmark, David Holmberg, is evident by what he's done for those people. So welcome to the show, David. How are you? I'm great, and uh, my mother. My mother would appreciate all the nice things you just said about me. But uh, you know, we're uh, we're honored to be here. Well, it's an honor to have you with us. And as I mentioned, uh, David, and I know that you did so much where you worked before in San Antonio, Texas, and I know that Highmark reached out to help those impacted, which is awesome. Uh, would you mind sharing about that, how you reached out to the community and what is happening right now, as this is so very important? Well, Joyce, I mean, uh, you know, first of all, I, I share your, uh, you know, your concerns about uh, the people of Texas and Florida and, and uh, what's been happening. When you, you know, when you listen to the variety of narratives that dominate much of the news, I was really reminded yet again that actions speak louder than words. And um, having lived in Texas for 20 years, um, you know, I was very proud of what I saw, but specifically, uh, we recognized very early on the importance of, um, of stepping up and being a part of, of the solution both in Texas and Florida, where uh, not only do we serve customers and, and have em- uh, employees as well, 
but you know there was a real need, and there was a real need for action um, by everyone. And so, uh, so in addition to um, making significant donations to the American Red Cross, uh, we made a very direct donation uh, to help support our own uh, you know families in need. And then the third thing that we did was we sent a uh, quick reaction team down uh, on the medical side. I don't think uh, you know the the video and and the uh, the stories that were told really. Uh, relayed what was happening on the ground, especially in those early days in Houston. Uh, we had a team that was dropped in and was providing um, medical care on a triage basis, and, and they were fundamentally cut off from the cities and had to do um, what they needed to do. Uh, and, and so we were very proud of that. Our Allegheny Health Network participated heavily in that. And, and probably most importantly, what I was proud of is you know, as people stepped up, there was no conversation about race or ethnicity or gender or sexual orientation or customs or religion in any form or fashion. Uh, people stood, you know, stood tall and they did what they were supposed to do. And, and so it was important for us to reinforce that, you know, and to um, help those folks uh, who were helping others. And I am so thankful uh, that you did that. I want to tell you uh, the CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation in Texas, Donna Stallhut. Uh, her son, who has epilepsy, lost his home and had to you know, move in with her and lost a rental property. Uh, and, and she has gone through so much. And what's amazing is how people rally around to help one another uh, in Texas through this whole ordeal because there were people without medicine, uh, people with disabilities, you know, wheelchairs, and, and going through such a tragic situation. And so many people reached out to help them, just as you did uh, in the Allegheny Health Network. Uh, and, and that is so important. I'm sure that that team really had, uh, a, I'm sure it had a profound impact on them. Well, I, I think it did, Joyce, and, and most importantly, um, you know, I, I think we talk about culture at Highmark Health and the importance of, of really supporting a diverse workforce and that it's, you know, it's, it's not just the right thing to do, but it's about building a culture where people are empowered to make the right decisions for the people, uh, the customers that they serve and the communities they serve. And I didn't have to ask our folks. They were on the move before, um, you know, before uh, uh, anyone, you know, even uh, asked them. I mean, you know, and, and, and I think everything from, you know, our teams, you know, immediately put in special protocols so that uh, families who had lost their medicines, et cetera, could, their, could get their medicines replaced by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield to, uh, you know, helping provide shelters, uh, et cetera. And I think... What we saw both in Irma and in um, you know down in in Hart with Harvey, is that there have been a lot of lessons learned you know over the last ten years since Katrina, and you know everything from making sure that uh, people with disabilities that had guide dogs were able to bring them with you know with as they were uh, rescued because that was a huge problem the last time around, where uh, pets etc you know people wouldn't leave their pets and, and obviously <coughs> suffered and so. So uh, those kinds of things really do matter. And, you know, as an organization, we wanted to do everything we could to support. Well, that is uh, just speaks about you and Highmark. But I know that we do have listeners nationally that, uh, and certainly internationally, that are not familiar with Highmark. 
I wonder if you would mind sharing with them about Highmark, your mission and services. Sure. I mean, uh, Highmark Health is, is um, you know, is the third largest Blue Cross Blue Shield plan in the country. Uh, we serve primarily uh, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Delaware, but we also serve 50 million Americans in a variety of different ways through our dental companies, our vision organization, uh, and all the things that we do in the healthcare space, as well as we're the second largest integrated delivery and finance system, meaning that uh, we literally have thousands of physicians and uh, ho- we have uh, a number of hospitals. And we're really very focused on you know, and serving the community. We are a not-for-profit, so we're mission-driven. And part of that mission you know, is to be a leader as it relates to um, all the people we serve. So, so what that means is you know, over the last several years, you know, in 2015 and 2016, we were considered one of the best places to work uh, in America for uh, people with disabilities. You know, we've had a 20-year partnership with uh, with your organization, Joyce, and the people well before me. You know, developed that, uh, but it was very easy to embrace. And 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 I think we have a culture where people with differences uh, are just part of the norm in in how we do business, and it's. It really has made us a better organization, and not only, as I said before, is it the right thing to do, it's also um, paid off for us in terms of business and doing good business that's sustainable. Yes, well, you certainly have uh, stood by me, hi, Mark, since we started the company and employed so many people, and I see we have a caller on the line. Uh, Tony, are you on the line? I sure am, Joyce. And this is Tony Coelho calling in, the author of the ADA. Uh, Tony, thank you so much for calling. Did you have a, some, a comment for David? I sure did, Joyce. I, uh, David, I really wanted to call in today to basically thank you. Um, uh, Hi, Mark has been with Joyce, as you said, uh, for the last 20 years. Um, and you have continued that tradition and made a huge difference in the lives of a lot of us with disabilities. Uh, but uh, your company has done so much to set the pace for others. Uh, Joyce has used uh, your example as to what um, iMark has done uh, to convince others that they should try the same thing. And we know, David, that um, uh, in order for this to work, it has to come from the CEO, and Joyce has pointed that out on every occasion that uh, you now and others in the past from the CEO level believed in what she was trying to get done, and as someone who has a disability and the author of the ADA, um, I thank you and applaud you uh, for what my Highmark has done and what it continues to do, so thank you very, very much. Well, Tony, thank you very much. I mean, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to have uh, um, inherited an organization that, you know, that had uh, this commitment for uh, a very long time, going all the way back to Bill Lowry, Lowry who was the CEO, and certainly our, our Deb Rice Johnson, who's the president of our uh, uh, health plan, you know, have truly been committed. And, and you know, I, I think that one of the, the key successes for us has been to have some guiding principles that um, you know that have been useful in, in helping us uh, stay the course and stay committed. And 
Yeah, I mean, the first one is that we truly take the, uh, talent seriously, not just filling seats, but providing competitive employment and development. And that gives you know, everybody an opportunity uh, or a, a, a sense of purpose. And I think then the, the second thing was, you know, from our perspective, um, that there is a commitment. It's not just a check-the-box kind of, a, of a, an approach. But uh, we really are focused on continuous improvement and creating a, a, a greater workplace for diversity and for people with disabilities. And so uh, it, it makes it a lot easier when, you know, when it's part of your culture and uh, that people understand the importance of partnering for success. Well, David, you've made a point that it isn't just check the box. Uh, and the reason it isn't for Highmark is that not only do you hire uh, people with disabilities, you also promote uh, people who have worked for you who have disabilities. And that's an indication of true commitment, um, not only giving people the opportunity, but all we ever ask, those of us in the community, is give us the right to fail, and if you do, we'll succeed. And what Highmart has done is given uh, so many in our community the right to fail. And as a result, they have succeeded and more importantly, you have promoted. And that's something that not a lot of companies can say. And for that, I, I really do appreciate and thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, uh, and, and again, I think one of the keys to success that we've learned through, uh, you know, uh, vendors, uh, the vendor organization and, and the Careers to Be program has been, you know, to, uh, to draw on, you know, the, uh, uh, the community to, you know, to better understand you know, how we can make the work environment more successful and, and how we can, you know, turn things into a positive. And so we draw upon uh, what we call the BRGs or the business resource groups to help us do that. And so when, whether it be we are setting policy as it relates to our uh, health insurance or we're making decisions on, on how we run our business, you know, having people from uh, the disability community um, matters to us, and it helps us make better decisions for the 5 million uh, healthcare customers that we serve and for the 40,000 people that we have here within the organization that are employed here. Thank you, David. And before well, Joyce, you go, t- my Tony. advice to you is to take uh, these statements by David and give it to every CEO in the country that you can because um, that is exactly what we need. And the disability community is that type of attitude that David has expressed just now. So, anyway, Joyce, you do a great job, and as you know, I appreciate that. Thank you, and thank you so much, Tony, for taking time to call in. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Right. I say this I say, wow. I mean, Tony Quello has worked with from President Bush, first President Bush, when he signed the ADA, through all of the presidents. I mean, he was the author of the ADA. But I think that says a great deal, David, about Highmark. I assure you, he doesn't call in all the time. Well, that's that's a very nice compliment, and as I said before, I mean uh, it's an honor for me and a privilege to you know, be in the role I'm I'm in, and um, I consider it uh, an honor to have 
uh, inherited an organization that that uh, that believes, and you know, and, and more importantly, uh, has made it part of its way of life, and and it is doable. And and for Tony to uh, uh, to make those comments is humbling. Yes. Well, speaking of callers, I see we have another caller. Peggy, are you on the line? I am here, Joyce. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And this is um, the C- CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, Peggy Beam Jelly. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mr. Holmberg. I just wanted to call in and, and thank you. I have so much to be thankful for for Highmark. Um, you and Highmark are, are incredibly supportive of the Epilepsy Foundation locally, and we are so grateful for that. And I just want callers to know that um, Highmark walks the walk and walks the talk in many areas and sharing your executives with us. And Deborah Johnson is on our board of directors and is actually my current board chair and is just phenomenal in, in helping us to manage our organization and, and manage our resources. And, and it's just such a joy to have Highmark support us in so many ways. Um, but I also wanted to add my thanks to you and to Highmark and to everybody at Highmark for your involvement with the folks dealing with the hurricanes because I know how difficult it is for the folks who are on the ground and and I've been in touch um, virtually daily with the executive directors in those areas and, and having those quick response teams has been such a blessing for people who have uh, medical conditions that tr- they're trying to work with and and trying to manage during this crisis time. So I just really want to thank you for um, sending those folks in and stepping up and, and being the, the good neighbor and the corporate neighbor that I know. Nobody can be quite like the people from Pittsburgh, but um, I, I just wanted you to know what that meant for patients who have seizures and are trying to manage their epilepsy and get their medicines replaced and all of those kinds of things. So. On behalf of our affiliate network from the Epilepsy Foundation, I just wanted to say from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so, so much for doing that. And thank you to everybody on your team for doing that as well. Well, thank you for your kind words. I mean, uh, Deb Rice Johnson has been, you know, very involved on the Epilepsy uh, uh, Foundation for a long time. And one of the things that we try to do is to uh, find people in our organization, leaders uh, who are passionate about a cause or a program, and who are willing to invest in it uh, from an emotional standpoint as well as from a, um, a, a quality standpoint. But you know, again, one of the things that um, I've learned, having been involved with a number of hurricanes over the years and, and other you know kinds of events like that, is it really does take um, you know, a whole variety of skills to make things happen. And um, you know, we, we joked about it a little bit, but. Uh, you know, um, Pittsburgh people drop being dropped into uh, you know in the middle of the storm into uh, you know, an area south of Houston might have been a little bit unexpected, but um, at the same time, Pennsylvania has a long history of stepping up in times of need. And in fact, um, the piece of trivia for you is that Pennsylvania or Texas has the the highest number of helicopters in the National Guard. Uh, Pennsylvania is the second highest in uh, number of helicopters, and those helicopters were very important as they related to uh, delivering uh, services and, and rescues over the last few months. 
And while Pennsylvania didn't send uh, their helicopters, they sent a whole uh, squadron of mechanics and support people so that uh, mm-hmm. Texas could keep uh, making those rescues happen. And so, right. and, and, you know, just like in our case, you know, from a, a Highmark perspective, there's no, there's no quid pro quo here. The only thing we hope is, is God forbid, the day comes that uh, somebody in Pittsburgh or, or uh, somewhere else in the country needs help. Uh, that right. you know that people reciprocate like what uh, the folks from Louisiana did when they raced to Houston to try to rescue some of those folks that you were talking about. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for all of your leadership, and and not just here in Pittsburgh, but all all over the country. We we cannot thank you enough. Oh, well, thank you. And we'll see you at Mardi Gras. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Mardi Gras coming. And, and yeah. I want to say, Peggy, thank you for everything you do also. I oh, know well, how hard you, you work. You're well, welcome. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great Bye-bye. day. Um, you know, um, well, that was awesome. David, I wanted to mention, we've had different CEOs as our guests. Last week, we had Randy Durth from Calgon Carbon, and I asked him, as I've asked other CEOs, uh, hey, you know, Randy, with your leadership team, you know, what values are important to you? You know, what do you try to instill in your team? And I wanted to ask you the same thing. You know, what, what values do you want to see uh, in the leadership team at Highmark? Well, Joyce, I, I think the, the values that I want to see in the leadership team really start as simple as, you know, do the right thing when nobody's looking. I mean, it's it's about um, it's about being a leader. Uh, you know, I expect people to uh, be willing to take on uh, complex challenges and issues, and to work the problem, and to look for solutions. Don't look for people to blame. And I think that's very important, particularly in today's world, where um, I mean, you know, we need folks who you know, are problem solvers, who understand that healthcare is complex, who understand that. Uh, employment is a challenge for um, you know folks with differences, and you know that are willing to step in or um, or lean into the you know, to the challenge and not and not run away from it or lean away from it. And so uh, I really look for high integrity people. Uh, they don't have to be perfect. You know they just you know they just need to have good intentions and be willing to work really hard at. Um, um, you know, the, sort of the way I do, which is I wake up every morning and say, I could have done better than I did yesterday, and I go out to do something about that. Oh, well, that's a good message to send. And I know you do do that because I know you've ha- helped different areas in Pittsburgh that have been, uh, well, in poverty uh, and at a loss like Braddock Hospital. I, I know what you did there in that area. So uh, you do do those things. And, and, and by the way, he does those things without taunting it to everyone. And I think because he's following what he said about doing the right thing when no one is looking. Uh, and, and I wanted to also talk for a moment, David, about a great thing that's happening. I saw that Highmark Health and Allegheny Health Network recently announced a major investment in cancer services, which is so wonderful uh, because, of course, we all need help. I I wondered if you would talk about that for our listeners. Sure. Uh, I mean, uh, the fight fight, um, against cancer is personal for all of us. Everybody's been affected by it, you know, either personally or, or through family members. And, 
You know, when uh, somebody has a Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield card in their pocket, they can travel the world and know that they're protected. So our theory was, why not bring the world home to them as well? So uh, our strategy is, is we announced a uh, partnership with Johns Hopkins, uh, the number one uh, cancer center in the world, and to bring uh, clinical trials, new clinical trials, in partnership with the Allegheny Health Network, and to uh, to build a um, an academic cancer center that would bring the world's ideas home. Uh, we don't limit ourselves to you know to the things that are, are just uh, uh, invented here. We believe that the best serve folks that uh, you need to be willing to work with partners uh, who bring real value, and Johns Hopkins does that. So the Allegheny Health Network's cancer program and Johns Hopkins have come together and will provide over 600 um, clinical, active clinical trials to people with complex cancers and, and uh, needs. And so, you know, we're very excited about it. It's a $200 million investment in the community. And, and then when I say the community, that's for all we serve because we believe that, um, that access to care is critical and we keep our doors open so that we can serve uh, anyone who has a need. Wow, that's great. And that's amazing to hear about those clinical trials because I know uh, with work that's being done with, uh, with genes, with genetics, uh, of, of of people's own in their own body, I know that so much is being done. So that's great to hear about that. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much. There is so much innovation that's happening so fast. Um, I mean, in this whole space, that you know, it's really important to you know to be open to new ideas, and it's important to uh, have your doors open so that you're bringing you know the capability that fits the individual. Because ultimately, I think where we're going is to see real customization in the treatments that uh, people receive as it relates to cancer. Uh, the re- the th- work that's being done with genomes, um, immunization therapies, those kinds of things are game-changing, and we believe that we're on the cutting edge of it, and that partnership with Johns Hopkins you know, really uh, accelerates that and provides access to care that uh, maybe wasn't there before. No, well, that's great, and, and there is hope. I, I I really believe there is hope to uh, finally work toward a cure, and what a great day that will be. Well, David, I know that you know uh, the impact the passing away of Bill Lowry had on me, uh, and it really did. And that is because the CEO of Highmark, I, I still remember going to him you know, hey, Bill, I have this dream. I want to start this company, but I need someone to stand behind me. I need someone that would bring on board uh, six contractors with disabilities in IT and agree to keep them on board for three years. Now, you know, even today, if I went to a company and said, hey, would you agree to bring on six entry-level people with disabilities, with training in IT, uh, and by the way, agree to keep them for three years? Of course, if any of those people did not work out, we would replace them. That, even today, would be a big ask, let alone in 1995. The ADA was signed in 1990, implemented in 1993, and with this one man, that one man decision, one man, one decision, took how long? One day. 
And since that day, every CEO has stood behind me, every CEO. And I, I just wanted to ask you, um, you know, to comment on that and, uh, you know, what he did and how things have happened since then, because it really is an amazing story. Well, Joyce, I, I think, first of all, um, you know, my objective is to carry on that vision and to, um, you know, to honor that vision. And, and you know, when you're in a role like this CEO of a, of a company like Highmark, you know, which is an $18 billion uh, organization, you know, and has natural, national reach, I mean, there's a lot of things you do in your day job. But um, I think Bill, you know, achieved, you know, something that everybody would uh, would like to, which is, um, upon his passing, what people remembered was the partnership around uh, the disability community. They didn't remember whether or not he made his results that month or the week before or the year before, but what they remembered was that, you know, that quick decision he made and the impact it's had. I know in our case, you know, I mean, uh, we have the uh, uh, the Careers to Be program, which has been developed with you and, and you know, the idea of bringing people into the work environment, helping them get up to speed, not giving them a handout, but giving them a, a hand up, and you know, I, I think as we speak today, we've got more than 30 people working for us who graduate from that program. There's been more than 70 people who have graduated in, in general and gone on to other organizations, and that starts with uh, with Bill's one decision to uh, to support what you were suggesting, and and uh, that's a real honor. I mean, it's a real honor uh, to him and and to you, and it really just reinforces for us the importance of doing this. Yeah, he would never have believed, although I did tell him when I get together with him, you know, do you see what that has done? Do you see these thousands of people with disabilities that have gained employment? And many of them against difficult odds, you know, as a result of this careers to be and then being employed, uh, Joseph Paben faced a lot of that. He faced a lot of uh, barriers. And all he wanted was one thing, a chance to work. And when he did get that chance to work, he was Mr. Be at work every day, uh, you know, do a job beyond the call of duty, and such a great ambassador that by him doing a good job, other people out there waiting to get employment have done so. Uh, And we have Joseph with us today uh, on the phone. Joseph, welcome to the show. If if you could just take a couple minutes and share with our listeners what you do, your role at Highmark Health Solutions. Hi, Joyce. Um, I just wanted to thank you. Um, it, um, it is an honor to be on your show. Um, um, so with the role that I have at Highmark, I am an application developer in the Audit and Legal Solutions Group. Um, I, I have been with Highmark this is my third year that I have been um, with the company. Um, so um, 
So as an application developer, I both develop and support applications that are used across the Highmark enterprise. Um, in addition to interacting with both internal and external customers uh, in order to understand um, what uh, what they would need within the applications that that this our department would support. And you work for the absolute incredible Lisa Krause, who has just taken this careers to be, who works for and with Gary Dick. Gary Dick, who used to be at Bear, is the person. When I told him, Gary, people with disabilities, I'll go to a company and they will say, oh, if only they had experience, then they would, then they would hire them. And Gary came up with this idea, okay, Joyce, what if we do this? What if we still have, you know, your employee come on board on, as a consultant, but at the end of one year, we either move them into a different position, uh, a higher level position at Highmark, or you place them at another company in the community, which is amazing because this is a business-to-business program, not a government program. Uh, this is a workforce development program that two businesses are doing, and Gary's leadership is phenomenal, and so is Lisa's. But I wanted, Joseph... Um, just for a moment, if you could talk about careers to be um, and what that program has meant to you for our listeners. Sure, I would be more than happy to. Um, it is a program that provides the professional work experience to those with to those with a disability um, that would address the main barrier of um, of our employment which is having a lack of the have or having a lack of work experience um, so the um, Program provides uh, one one year of of one year of the work experience, which is paid um, at um, at a company that would um, that would agree to extend um, that. That one year of work experience to to us just in order just to promote our skills in the open workplace. And yes, it is a phenomenal program. And my hats off to Lisa Cross and Gary Dick. I wanted to ask you uh, so that our listeners will know. I know you went through a lot before. Uh, 
Joseph, can you tell our listeners how, how did it impact your life to gain employment? So, yes, thank you for asking that. That, um, that all that did have a very big impact, um, not only in not only in my professional life, but also life outside of um, work. Um, I can remember I um, um, I can remember with my first interview at this like um, at this um, like high high mark um, for this like the careers to be program. Um, What I was asked in this, like the interview, that um, I I felt that um, this, like the interviewer, um, exposed all of my um, all of this, like my good skills set. just as um, just as long as just as well with um, what I can bring into high mark, and that and I just wanted to say that that whole process um, at the end of that interview that made me feel this or just like the best that I've ever felt in a um and just and just like a while and um I was then when I left the interview I um just um I also thought to myself if I was not offered uh, this, like the job here, um, I still felt the best that I've ever um, felt for this, um, as, just as far back as I can remember. Wow, that is awesome. <clears throat> and Joseph, well, thank goodness you did get the job. But in addition to that, I remember... I remember when you first went home and your parents said, wow, who is this? Because you seemed so different, so so happy. And until you're employed, it really does make a difference, doesn't it? Yes, that does, 100%. Um, um, this, or then just as you said, I don't even feel like the same person that um, um, that would um, um, since being accepted into the program and also accepting a job here. It's just like um, high marks. 
Well, David, I know from uh, the management that he is doing a phenomenal job. But I'll bet, David, you didn't know that he's also my dance partner. Did you know that part? No, Joyce, I didn't know that. But, uh, you know, I, nothing would su- surprise me. Uh, he is, aren't you, Joseph? At those holiday partners and he, at parties, and he's a good dance partner. But, you know, at really being serious, I am so proud of you. I am, Joseph. Because you, you, really, <clears throat> you really are that example of what can happen when people give people with disabilities a chance. Not pity, not charity, a chance. And you have definitely excelled, um, and I'm very proud of you. David, I wanted to ask you a question in reference to the future. What, what are your aspirations for Highmark as you move forward? Well, I, mean, I think Highmark is a, uh, uh, has the opportunity to be a leader in, in uh, healthcare specifically. Uh, you know, there's so much that needs to be done. You know, today, you know, the, the core um, amount of money that's spent on healthcare uh, is not sustainable. And, you know, we're very much committed to improving access to care. Uh, improving quality and safety, but also making it affordable. You know, you, you, with Joseph, you talked about something very important. When people have, um, when people have education, when they have opportunities, and they have purpose and hope, uh, they excel. And you know, and you know, we think that it's very important. Uh, to make sure that uh, there's access to job opportunities. We think it's very important you know, from a, a mission standpoint that we help make healthcare affordable so that more jobs are uh, created here in the U.S. and you know, that we find ways to, um, you know, to, to create access and, and give people you know, hope and, and, and purpose. And so, so um, we're pretty excited. I mean, you know, we think there's obviously there's a lot of challenges uh, today in, in the, the U.S., uh, but I would also say that that creates a lot of opportunity, and and you know I like to think of Highmark Health as as one of the solutions on how we can you know make healthcare better. We're particularly focused on uh, our uh, integrated delivery and finance system that we're building, where we're not only responsible for the financing of healthcare, but we're responsible for the delivery of care through our physicians and clinicians and and our hospitals and. Uh, moving care back to the community. So uh, very optimistic. And, uh, I think that there's a lot of uh, good things ahead for us, and you know, and we're, our goal is to just uh, exceed our customers' expectations. And I know you will. And with that, we're going to go to a break before we close the show. Um, if you have been listening, we have had as our guest today, David Holmberg, the president and CEO of Highmark Health, and Joseph Pavin, who is an IT analyst for Highmark. If you know someone and you want them to hear this show, they are archived at Voice America and at BenderConsult.com. You can download it from iTunes. Tell everyone about this show. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Streaming live. 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. We are talking to David Holmberg, the president and CEO of Highmark Health. And I always say when it comes to the employment of people with disabilities, Highmark sets the high mark for other companies to follow. And Joseph Pabin, one of those great examples of a person with a disability that was just given one thing, a chance. Works at Highmark in IT and is just doing a fabulous job. And speaking of that, Joseph, since you've been there, you mentioned now you've been with Highmark three years. During those years, what what do you consider your greatest accomplishment? Sure. I would believe that would fall in with having this, having this, like my voice found. Um, I'd like this to share um, um, share one of my stories. Um, I all throughout this all throughout this like the grade school um, because of my disability. Um, I would um, I would not ever raise my hand to answer this. Um, uh, to answer this, like a question, and um, that may not sound um, like that big of a deal, but uh, that I did find that that led to uh, my myself not wanting to be engaged in any of this like the speaking opportunities um, 
either in school or it's like um, or even if I was outside of school um, so since being accepted in to the careers to be program and and also um, working at Highmark um, I um, I have had the uh, I have had uh, the opportunities to either um, present my story um, and also talk about um, my experiences that I have had at Heim Mark, which all of them have been good, and um, I, um, I'm not able to ask for uh, just much more than just having uh, just like my voice um, heard since I um, since I did miss um, out on that. And not only have you found your voice, Joseph, you have been the speaker in front of hundreds of business people. And guess what? Right now you're on the, uh, the radio. I mean, you right. you are a great speaker with a great message. Um, and you know what? That is just the best part of all of this. Uh, and I know you know I'm right, David, because you've heard him speak. Absolutely, Joseph. Or Joseph is, um, you know, does a terrific job in his role, and I've had the opportunity to hear him speak in, in front of large groups, and uh, that's a tremendous thing to, you know, to, um, you know, to overcome and, and to address. And, and I would just say the most important thing is uh, people don't treat Joseph any different than the rest of us. I mean, you know, he, you know, he does such a terrific job. Uh, you know, he is, um, you know, a, a real asset to the, the organization. Right. That's because at Highmark, it is all about uh, business, the return on investment, not charity. Uh, but Joseph, as I said, you know, you, you are, you're the speaker now. And, you know, for those of you listening in business who are not hiring people with disabilities, I wish you could hear every story from every person like Joseph and how employment absolutely transformed their life. People with great ability. That's why I always say there's a talent pool you're missing out on when you don't include people with disabilities. How, how about you, uh, David? Since you've the, been the CEO of Highmark, what do you consider your greatest accomplishment? Well, I would consider my greatest accomplishment uh, unleashing, you know, the, the talent of our people and and giving them uh, the permission to, you know, to to, to truly do you know, important things and, and great things, and and you know, helping uh, develop a long term strategy for the enterprise so that we could uh, exceed our customers' expectations, you know, particularly given the the volatile world of healthcare these days. Um, but one thing I just wanted to, to, to relate to, you know, there's something I learned when I came here, and, you know, and as it relates to hiring people with differences, 
you know, many organizations, uh, they list criteria of what that, you know, you have to do to be or have in order to, uh, to do a job. And, and what's been reversed here is, you know, when you have somebody who has a disability or a difference, you know, instead of saying these are the requirements for the job, they say, here's what, you know, the role is. I mean, how do you think you can um, accomplish that. So the example being, you know, some of our veterans who have uh, injuries who have come back from, you know, from uh, overseas. And, you know, and um, instead of asking them, uh, can you stand on your feet, uh, they ask them, how can you accomplish a specific task and how would you do this, you know, given what you know. And just making that small change has opened the door because, uh, we no longer create artificial barriers. You know, we create um, you know solutions for uh, solving complex problems. And and if there's anything that uh, I think I've brought to the organization, it's it's the uh, um, as I said, you know, unleashing our, unleashing our people to go out and solve complex issues uh, and and make a difference. Wow, well, well, that's great. That's big. Uh, so before we end the show today, Joseph, what, mas- what message do you want to leave for our listeners? I would just like to, um, I would just like to leave this, um, just to, uh, not to be afraid to extend beyond your um, com- comfort zone because. Um, this is where most of the opportunities would lie. No, great advice. There are a lot of young people with disabilities listening to the show that who have been bullied uh, who, and who really are afraid. And there are many veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder who are afraid. So that that is great advice for them. Uh, how about you, David? What message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I think everybody has a story, and you know everybody has a past, and everybody has their own worries and concerns. Um, but I mean, I, I would just say, um, never let somebody else define you. You know, and you know, and control your own destiny by um, if you you know if you truly want to do something and you're passionate about it, uh, go for it. And find people that you know you can surround yourself who make you better, and and even more importantly, that you make them better. You do those things, and you know, and there are no limitations. And so, uh, I, I truly believe that uh, you know that uh, you can't wait for others. You know, you've got to take the initiative yourself, and just realize that you know everybody's got their story, and you know, and, uh, and don't be uh, limited by yours. Okay. I hope you listen to those words. And we're going to end this show with a quote, as we do every show. A life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives, said the great Jackie Robinson. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week with Jimmy Crin. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.